0: Welcome back to the Learning Reinvented podcast, brought to you by the team at The Learning Effect. I'm James Polatilo.
1: And I'm Katie Godden. There are lots of learning podcasts out there, so we wanted to do something slightly different. This week we'll be talking about the things you need to consider when you're selecting a learning technology.
0: Lots has changed over the last year, which includes how learning is delivered in organisations. And selecting the right learning technology for your business is part of creating a great learning culture. So, Katie, why do you think people choose to look for a new system?
1: I think there's lots of reasons people will start looking for new systems. So people might have existing systems which aren't performing well enough. And so their needs might have changed um, and their purpose for delivering learning might have changed. They might have license expiry dates coming up. So they might be looking at new technology Companies might have multiple systems. They might be looking at consolidating those into one. So where you've got larger organisations and different teams, they might have different learning solutions and they might look at putting that all into one place to make it easier for the end user. They might be looking to update to a more modern solution. So they might have something that's a bit out of date and dormant and not being used. They might be looking to, to update that. And their learning system might not be fit for purpose. Um, like I mentioned briefly before, they might have uh, had a different reason for their learning previously. And obviously COVID has meant a lot of people are looking at the way they're learning and delivering learning at the moment. Um so that could be another way. So where they were delivering face to face, that might change
0: to an online solution. So I think it's safe to say that learning tech isn't something that people buy every single day. So they're probably coming back to the market to buy something every few years, possibly every year. So for those people trying to understand the market, what are the different options out there?
1: So there's a traditional learning system route. So you've got a traditional learning system which will give people the ability to upload content and make that available to people. And then that will track people's progression through those courses. Um, You'll then be able to produce compliance reports, but it's a bit clicky as well. Then you've also got the more modern learning platforms. So that's the traditional platforms generally with a social overlay over the top. So you've got the ability to then post comments and you can like and share. So similar to what you can do in your social um, platforms. You've then got other systems that can overlay or plug into those. Um, So you've got things that will uh, produce recommendations from
0: the content and you've also got chatbots as well that you can plug in. I think it's interesting for people to understand how those learning systems you've talked about have have come into existence, because that helps people understand what they're really there to do and, and how or why they can help their business so you were talking about a traditional learning system or uh, an LMS or a learning management system and you know i'm old enough to remember when those first came onto the market and they were they were there to solve a couple of real problems so they were there to help organizations track and record predominantly compliance learning so health and safety financial compliance all those sorts of things that people have to do in regulated industries and The other thing was prior to that, all of those things were delivered face to face. So you would have gone to a fire training session or you would have gone to a manual handling session or something like that. And that was a really slow and costly way of delivering learning. So an LMS allowed organizations to push out some consistent learning and messages and record who had done that. So that solved a purpose and and that that was a predominant way of delivering learning for quite a long period of time we then started to see our lives changing and you talked about sort of learning experience platforms and and they really came about at the time where we were seeing more social content and more social interaction in our normal lives and you were seeing that no one wanted to do learning on their learning management system because the learning wasn't particularly engaging it often wasn't particularly relevant as you said it was very clicky so there were lots of you could sit there for 20 minutes and click from screen to screen and carry out uh, what seemingly pointless exercise to to take you through that learning and at the end record it but no one wanted to do that so you then had a reaction to that of creation of learning experience platforms where people were putting together systems where they felt more like social media and they felt more engaging for people to take part in, Um, but they maybe didn't have the ability to record everything you did or produce compliance reporting. So the very early learning experience platforms were coming from a completely different perspective. And then there was a gap for organizations, so they've now got a learning management system. They've then got some other learning happening in learning experience platform and they then need to record everything that's happening in those two systems. So then you have a learning record system pop up which is effectively just a recording database pulling data from those systems then you start to find oh my learning experience platforms got too much content in because people have been able to upload whatever they want and then you start to get recommendation engines that can be part of the learning experience platform or can be a bolt-on and I think Now, in summary, it's quite a confusing market with lots of different types of technologies that sometimes integrate, sometimes don't integrate and don't always create a good user experience, both for the business or for the individual.
1: So we've spoken about why people would buy a learning system and why they'd implement that and then the different options that are available. But what do we need to do before we do that?
0: I think the most important thing to consider is what are you trying to achieve as a business and looking to set your vision because you can go out and buy a product and buy a really good product but it might not be the right one for you so as there's so much choice out there the place people will often start is going I've got a learning system or I think I need a learning system I've heard these are really great providers I've gone to a a top list there or I've spoken to some colleagues who I've worked with before or I've looked at what our competitors are using and therefore I'm going to go and engage with three or four providers and and start to, to see what they offer and that can be the right route potentially but also it's fraught with danger because there's thousands and thousands of solutions out there different systems but different bits of tech and you often just suddenly get into a conversation about the best features and you're probably having conversation a few levels below where you need to as an organization and then as you go into that process thinking what am i trying to achieve for my business how do i want to help my business perform better what what's the individual performance issue that i've got is it that i need my team to be able to onboard people into the business because we need them to perform within weeks not months and years is it that we need to provide a way for people to progress up the organisation is it we need to share best practice amongst our sales team is it we need to drive a culture of innovation and sharing and collaboration and I think unless you're sitting back and looking what is your business challenge that you're trying to solve and then what part can learning or communications or any of the aspects that a learning system may provide what part does that play but that sits within your overall learning culture because You'll see lots of people go out there and go, Oh, I want a learning experience platform. We want to create a, a place where people can share their own content. So we want user generated content in the system. However, that won't really work if you don't have a culture and a business operation that allows people either the time or the permission or the tools or the skill set to be able to put together and share their own best practice or learning. And that also needs to be part of the culture that people will then go and consume or collaborate or build upon that learning that someone else has shared. So it's not just as easy as going and buying a platform. You need to actually think about what you're trying to achieve, how that will impact the business and the context within which you're operating.
1: Yeah, I think both you and I have obviously worked in organisations where there hasn't really been a purpose and then trying to implement a learning platform into that organisation was really difficult because you were seen by lots of people as kind of wasting their time because they didn't see the value in that. So that that setting the purpose piece is really, really important.
0: I think we've also conversely worked in organisations where there has been that really clear purpose. And, and I think where you are involved in an implementation pro- of a project that isn't really wanted or needed by the organisation, there will be resistance. Whereas where you've got a project where everyone's aligned and thinking, actually, we've previously not been able to connect to any of our staff across the business. We now can provide the latest product information out there. We can nudge them on sales or service training or Or something else but where it's really aligned to some business goal that has a value and a purpose to the individuals who are consuming it and the managers who will have to help encourage people to consume that content or to operate in a new way and i think those things all aligned really help But if you're pushing against the tide of the organisation or you're just seen as another initiative, it's probably a good sign that you haven't got that first bit right and you haven't really aligned to the business vision or the business purpose.
1: In summary, what we've spoken about is essentially uh, what the triggers are to purchasing learning tech. So there can be a number of different triggers. So whether that's Uh, a business expanding and they actually need learning and they need to to implement something completely brand new or it's looking at someone purchasing uh, new tech because they've got license expiry, etc. So before jumping on Google and looking for the latest learning tech, you really need to consider what your business objectives are and how your learning and communications team can help support that. Um, And then at that point, you've created that purpose. And that's when you can start looking at the different options that are available to you in the learning tech market.
0: So in our next episode, what we'll be doing is taking that defined business purpose that you've worked on and looking at how you then approach the learning tech market to understand which might be the right solution or set of solutions for you as an organisation.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Learning Reinvented podcast, we hope you enjoyed it. You can register to join the Learning Effect community. The link to do so is in the show notes below. If you've not already done so, please follow our podcast. And if the Learning Effect can help you and your organisation, please do get in touch. You can find both James and Katie on LinkedIn and our contact details are in the show notes below.